What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Red River Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Kreski, joined by RedRiverHorror.com founder, Eddie Kayazo. Hi, Ed. How are you? Joe, the pumpkin beer is a pumpkin beer. Well, that too. The pumpkin coffee is flowing, and sure my, is. my wife actually got me a bag of pumpkin coffee from Marshall's. Yeah. And let me tell you, I'm drinking it right now. It's fan-freaking-tastic. It may be 100 degrees outside, mm-hmm. but I am all set for the fall and October weather. How are you? Hell yeah, brother. I mean, hey, it's it's episode number 55. I'm pumped. Always pumped for pumpkin. Um, <laughs> uh, episode number 55. And before wow. we get into the deep, the depths of it, you know, remember to check out KeystoneRetro.com for 10% off your order. That's at KeystoneRetro.com using code REDRIVER. At checkout. Yeah, at checkout. That's, yeah. <laughs> I don't think if you have the Rakuten extension I just, you get anything but yeah i just literally tr- i just i felt like you know how like some shows and they have a rapport where some guy says something the other guy chimes in i, I just tried and failed that's all i made me laugh <laughs> <laughs> so but uh yeah keystoneretro.com red river yeah at check out yeah speaking of, you know it's it's still the 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 heart of summer like it's you know it's august I mean, it it's is the, what they call the dog days of summer right yeah that's the dog days uh yes it is yeah because it's like i only know like it's like one of those weird things you only know from baseball so like mm-hmm. well it's time for the dog days of summer you know what that means no i don't but you know they said it on a video <laughs> that i watched when i was six so obviously i took it very serious come to think of it I don't know where that phrase originated. I'm sure we can look it up, but Joe, I agree with you. That's the first I ever heard it was on a baseball broadcast. Yeah. 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 And then it's the interesting thing that you brought up. So we're having we're having some coffee while we're recording this show. It's we pump, are pumpkin spiced coffee. It's a lot of people would be like, eh, maybe it's too early for that. It's like it's actually this is when it happens. Yeah, this this if you can tell by mm-hmm. all the different look at I mentioned Marshalls, look at Coles, look at your local drugstore. The CVSs, everything—they all have the Halloween stuff out. Yeah, I mean, we've been there. Like it's—it came as a surprise to us when we were like, you know, nineteen. Yes, that's when we were working at Kohl's, mm-hmm. and it's just like, hey, you got like, it, as soon as well, right now is they do back to school in July. Right, that'll stay up, and then you start setting up Halloween little by little. But Halloween's fully on by the end of August. No question about it. That's how we would do it. Yes. And then when we worked at the beer distributor, people would like freak out and come in and asking for some kind of summer beer. They'd be like, oh, you guys got any more of Sam's Summer? It's like, <laughs> no, we got Oktoberfest, though. Yep. Like, oh, what? It's too early for that. And like all the pumpkin beers would start rolling in. And as and we worked there for quite a while, both you and I, the pumpkin beers did hit a point where it was getting earlier and earlier right because the meat production they had to start like you know it's all like the whole flow of beer is just so different than what beer fans expect it to be especially when you first start getting into it after you do it for a while you you then know yeah when it's gonna happen um but i always found that interesting in in the age of pumpkin spice like people like shit on pumpkin spice now where it's like i uh i have no i like it and and i don't care I do yeah. too, and I'm not even just playing into the like the stereotype because I, I make the charge that while everybody else was hung up on the beach back in the day, yeah. I was hung up on pumpkins, yeah. and I loved the, the pumpkin spice latte when that came out. That was always a big deal for me, mm-hmm. and I can remember at least I can at least trace it back to 2009 when I was driving halfway across the country with a family friend yeah. who lives in the 
well, actually two hours south of Chicago. But I remember the pumpkin spice latte was at the one of the PA uh, spots, like mm-hmm. the, the rest stops. And I'm like, oh my gosh, pumpkin spice latte. Like, And the same with Barnes & Noble. Been going there. We have a local Barnes & Noble. Been going there since high school. Yeah. So I... I'm probably not the OG, but I am as close to the OG of pumpkin spice as anyone is. Hell yeah. I mean, you know? it's good. It is. <laughs> it's yes. what cinnamon and nutmeg, basically, right? I mean. Yeah. I it's, the, it's the spice. Pumpkin spice. Spice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, it's, you know, even since August, I mean, I, it's like you start seeing it. It starts getting you hyped for the fall. It starts hyped for Halloween. It's like, it's all coming soon, baby. Yep. You know, I get I get fired up. The only thing was uh, I, I was going on a crusade, which is just not going to happen because I just don't have the resources for it. But, okay. I, you know, I'll say shit just for fun. Mm-hmm. And that's always just like, you know, I, if I were going to replace, if I were to replace pumpkin spice, I think the better flavor for fall and Halloween, maple. Maple's good. Maple's a strong contender. I love maple. Stuff. Yeah, that's... Maple's very good. I do I do not like it better than the pumpkin mm-hmm. pumpkin spice combo. But yes. You I, stick with the I mean I stick I do, pumpkin spice. I do it all, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I like I could I couldn't just say I'm gonna banish one. Yeah. You know, they're they're both seasons of the uh scents and tastes of the fall. That's fair. Yeah. And now if I was gonna ask you, what's your favorite pumpkin spiced beer that you've had? My f- Ooh. <sighs> That's a really, really... Catching uh, catch you on the spot. I wasn't expecting that Mm-mm. one. Mm. Here comes a curveball. Lancaster Brewing has, I think it's called Baked Pumpkin Pie. Yeah, with the pumpkin pie on the box. I believe if, without having a pumpkin beer, having had a pumpkin beer yet this year, mm-hmm. 2021, I would say that Lancaster Brewing uh, Baked Pumpkin Pie okay. is my favorite on its own. Now... You were just in Salem, Massachusetts, right? Okay. Did you did you want to bring bring up what uh, I didn't know? Well, so we can do we'll do more in depth on Salem another time. But you recommended to me while I was up there to look yes. seek out, and I went to the place for dinner, but they didn't have this beer. Now explain this pumpkin beer. Well, one of the originals you and I knew from back in the day working at the beer distributor, yeah. was Shipyard's Pumpkinhead. Right. We both tried it. And both of us, same thing. It's like, ooh, I don't. This is not really that good. Wasn't digging on it at all back in the day, and Mm -hmm. it was one of the only ones. It was before like we had a million micro brews, and everybody was doing a pumpkin beer. Mm -hmm. It was like that and Saranac, and like two others. Yeah, and and the desired pumpkin. Ah, yeah, from Southern Tier. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Though I like my favorites, the other one that they make. Okay, which is Warlock. Oh, I don't know. I've had that. It's, it's like pumpkin, but a stout. Okay. So it's just dark and heavy, heavy. like rich. and just, mm. Mm. So Shipyard Pumpkinhead, before they start getting mad, listening, mm-hmm. went to Salem, Massachusetts mm-hmm. back in 2015 and 2016, introduced me to something at a restaurant uh, called Rockefeller's. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, you want a shipyard pumpkin head? I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not, not really. Like, <laughs> and they're just like, oh, well, we do it, we do it like the New England way with the, uh, the cinnamon sugar ring. I'm like, uh, what's, what's that? She's like, oh, just like the, the glass is ringed with the, the cinnamon sugar, like, kind of mm-hmm. like a margarita with the salt. Yeah. Complete 
Game changer. It's it's my favorite modified pumpkin beer ever. Bang. Yeah. So that means this this fall, when you're getting settled in for your horror movies and you want to have a nice little cold beer with it, mm-hmm. do a little cinnamon sugar, rim your glass. Yes. Make it pop. Yep. Mm. Yeah, the shipyard pumpkin head was the I don't know how that tastes with others, but I'm I'm hooked. Yeah. The cinnamon sugar ring and shipyard. Well, I'm, it just complements those the pumpkin spice and like the ale. I mean, that's all got to go together really yeah. well. I mean, I can't can't imagine it would make any of them worse. No. And that's another thing people who don't know if they've never tried like us back in the day, mm-hmm. if you've never had a pumpkin beer, literally when Joe and I worked at this beer distributor to start, there were only like four or five that were available to us. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. Now they're everywhere, but one thing I wasn't expecting the first time we tried pumpkin beer was the fact that it, it's not sweet. It's not like if you're expecting something just like, no. oh, like sugary, like a, a pumpkin spice latte, that's not it. The beer is not the form for no. That I mean, there's some that might that kind of push it, like where they'll try and do that. Mm-hmm. Others, they just want to catch it on the back end. Um, and then, of course, there's dogfish heads, uh, pumpkin. Which, which is good. Which is made with just actual pumpkin, not spice. Right. So I found that interesting because, I, you know. And theirs is somewhat sweet. It's sweeter than the others by itself. It's different. Yeah. It's definitely, they set themselves up in a category of their own. Hmm. So I always found that one really interesting. Wow. How do we get on? All right. So we might as well keep going for a sec. I just got hype when we just started, you know, we had these coffees and yeah. it's just like, hey. So, and then all the pumpkin stuff's coming out. It's just, it's just, it just feels right. Yeah, I, th- I think back in the day, I don't know if they still do, Brooklyn had yeah. a pumpkin beer. Um, well, what's your favorite pumpkin beer? Warlock. Oh, God. Yeah, said, <laughs> I'm sorry. Southern Tier Warlock. Southern Tiers, I, I forgot just because how expensive it is, one. Yeah. I forgot how good it was. Dude, let me let me, let me see if I can pull up the uh, the ingredients list. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um. I love that brewery. I was out there um, at their flagship in, what is it, somewhere, b- 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 uh, Lakewood, New York. Okay. And it's just just absolutely, the grounds are just beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, places like built kind of like looks like a cabin or whatever, but just like rolling hills and you just grab a beer and just sit outside and just Man. enjoy nature. Yeah. And there's like these two like, you know, older dudes, like <laughs> must have been in like their either later 60s. They're like, you know, just playing tunes. Wow. It was great. It was great. Now, Southern Tears beers, yeah, that rhymes. <laughs> they, they they do a good job. I've, I haven't really had anything from them that I haven't liked. Mm. And their pumpkin was good. I, again, it was just so damn expensive that I I, <laughs> I think I had a half case of it once. Mm. You know? We'll, re- we'll just read the Beer Advocate. It, only got, it says an 88 on Beer Advocate, which... Yeah, I think Imperial, it's, you know, Imperial Pumpkin Stout, sometimes Imperials can, they, you know. That's an acquired taste, too. You have to know what you're getting into. It is, but man, it's just a New York American Double Imperial Stout, 10% alcohol by volume. Oh, yeah. AM Imperial Stout brewed with pumpkins for a deep brown, almost black pour, and aromas of graham cracker, vanilla, nutmeg, and hints of chocolate. Sweet flavors with a nice roast and notes of creamy chocolate and mild coffee. Oh. In joy wow i do it's so good and you know it's got their you know nice spooky looking pumpkin on the you know on the bottle look at him it's a good looking good looking mascot for a beer oh let me see it went away it went away (laughs) i scrolled too far 
Get back here. Uh, where's Where did he go? You know, it popped up one of those things just like, do you agree to these cookies? Yeah, it's like, of course. Well, you... Oh, man, look at that guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good looking... Warlock. Yeah. I like that. Well, jack-o'-lantern warlock guy. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, no, so you're right. So my my favorite, I would say, on its own Lancaster Brewing pumpkin baked pumpkin pie, yours is the Southern Tier Warlock. Yeah. Ooh. Has anybody ever tried to pair beers with horror movies? I'm sure it's been done. Not that we know of. But but what the hell? Why not do it? In, <laughs> I'm sure somebody out there is just like, oh, the, they. you know what's really messed up? We live in a world where, like, there are so many podcasts. I bet you there is a beer and horror movie par- podcast. <laughs> There's a million of them, and they're all amazing. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I'll, yeah. I'll bet you somebody. That's a line from a TV show. Oh. It's a, Aziz explaining to somebody about, you know, the internet. Who has no interest in doing anything? And he's just like out of like you know screens cutting, and it just like cuts over. He's like podcasts. There's a million of them, and they're all amazing. <laughs> it's just like, well, what do you do on the internet? And he just starts <laughs> rattling off things, and okay, comes back to that. So, not that I can name off the top of my head, but I bet you there is a beer and horror movie podcast. Who cares? We're gonna try it. We'll do a few episodes. We should have a series. Well, I don't. I think you know you take it serious, like not like a oh, joking yeah. way. Just like, well, you gotta have, uh, like this red ale for a slasher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta find that that flavor that fits the vibe. Oh. You know what I mean? That's an undertaking. Okay. You that know, would require some work. That taste. Yes. That really like just kind of like flows. I dig it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely dig it. Like, you know, we're sitting outside, there's a crisp in the air. And yeah. maybe a little Michelob Marzen. Remember we had that? Well, that was good. Yeah, that was like only a limited release. I think yeah. they were just messing with it. Anybody who doesn't know, Marzen is just Oktoberfest style. Right. But they had it like year round. Yeah, that's what did. I loved well, about it. Well, that's why they called it Marzen because it's. Wow. Yeah. Michelob Marzen. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Ah, see, like something like that, mm-hmm. you know, that's a good outside movie on the project, like projector. It is, you know, hoodie, hoodie for sure. Yeah, and like, what's that movie that's on there? That's where you go with like the classic, like a like a Halloween. Okay, you know, yeah, or a Scream. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think. Well, what's all right? So now this this is going to require some some serious thought. Yeah, because uh, there's one beer that both you and I like that we have the same association with time of year, mm-hmm. but we don't like we don't necessarily have a movie to go with it. Yeah, that's uh, Yingling Black and Tan. Love Black and Tan, <laughs> but when it's yeah. like I love Black and Tan too, but I can't drink it in July or August. Right, you know, it's when you get when it's chillier, like up the Poconos, mm-hmm. or if you get into a log cabin type setting, you know, it's just like you know what I'll have a Black and Tan. It's cold out. Blair Witch Project. Ooh, I like that. Black and Tan and Blair Witch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, or a, uh, what was the other, um, Paranormal Activity. Okay. Like something with that kind of, like the found footage yeah, but vibe see, with the Black and Tan. Blair Witch, Blair Witch is in the woods. Mm, so so like that's, you feel it, yeah. That's closer. Like, yeah, Paranormal Activity is so Cali. I got to think. Oh yeah, going lighter. Uh, I don't know, like that. Maybe a more commercial beer for that. Like okay. y- Yingling's are part of the country, and 
you know, comes. It's the oldest brewery so in America. So we're going, we go uh, Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada? Yeah. Oh, yes. That's a good call. Yeah. That's okay. a little flashier, a little, mm-hmm. you know, expensive. It's okay. Yeah. But it tastes good. I, yeah. I like Sierra Nevada. That's yeah, a, a good lot. one. Yeah. They got, they got some good beers. Yeah. Hmm. Beer and horror movie. Yeah. So we have to like start piecing these together. Yes. For like a real like in-depth pairing list. All right. I, I'm going to get. That'd be a fun article for the website too. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do we do we dare go as far as to pair it up with the thirty one days of hot like the thirty days of Halloween go, with a beer for each one? Maybe not this year. Yeah, that's Did, a that's a that's a that's a lot. Because it's a new. Because this year is going to be uh, for those who've been following along, uh, and those who haven't, new thirty one days of Halloween for the first time since the website launched mm-hmm. in two thousand seventeen. We are going to have a Red October, a brand new Red Red mm. October, fresh so, baby. Yeah. Fresh oils. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep it fresh. Yeah. So, and if you're hearing this, I mean, you want to suggest beer, beer and movie pairing. Oh yeah. Send it along. We'll we got to keep that conversation going. Uh, we'll get a we'll get some depth. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But you know that'll cover that. And like it's uh, it's uh, what was I gonna ask you about? I forget. I was gonna ask you something other than my head's clouded because just just. A little tease. We have probably one of the most exciting guests in a future episode that I'm just thrilled about. We can't say who. Yeah, we can't say who. Can't say who, but we are thrilled. Yes, and it's going to be next week's podcast, a very special Friday the 13th release on this podcast next week. Well, this Friday the 13th, it'll be after Friday the 13th. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> we are talking I'm... about doing a Friday the 13th, but we want to go... Let's go big for Friday yeah. 13th. So that's going to be in May. So any volunteers out there who want to jump in on that, which is, of course, Dave Grow is required to come on because he, if you follow us on Twitter, we're always retweeting him because mm-hmm. he travels for work and is checking it at hotels and seeing if he can find a 13th floor or a room 666. Or, right. <laughs> or, He's been uh, on, a, on a room. Yeah. On a on a on a thirteenth floor hunt. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I think was he trying for room thirteens again? And we'll, room thirteens. We'll have to ask him the full the full scope of what he's looking for in each place. Yeah, I, obviously thirteen floors obvious, but there's other stuff he has been including in his mm. posts. Yeah. So if you want to follow along, check it out. He sends he sends us the goods. Yeah. Let me see. Let me just uh, read one of those tweets. The Twitter's been going really well. Mm. Uh, thanks to our good friend Jeffrey Mitchell for participating in our hashtag games and such. Same with Brooke Lewis Ballas, who is from Philadelphia. Hell yeah. Yeah, she's tweeting along with us a lot, but I'm going to try and find uh, Dave's last post. Okay, so the Doubletree downtown Boston does not have a 13th floor. Wow. Oh, well, hmm. you know. <laughs> That was a little bit anticlimactic, but there's more to that tweet. You, you get it. Yeah, you get it. You that, get it. That's, you, you get it. We're gonna. So the next Friday the 13th is in May. The point is we're going to have our big guest next week. Uh, great interview coming up. Uh, I thought it was Friday the 13th. That's uh, okay. That's, That'll happen. That's uh, not. That's this week, so there yeah. you go. What is time? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, who knows? 
Who knows? Did you want to preview any flicks? Yes. We're actually ahead of it this week for once. I, yeah, that's what I was like really excited about. I pulled that up on RedRiverHorror.com because we we haven't talked about it in a while is how Nick Cush from Movie Babble does those upcoming movies for the month. Yes. Where it's like you get a full list with like, you know, synopsis. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, actually his own little... Yeah, his it, own. It, it is a synopsis, but it's kind of cool because he's writing... You know, there's there's multiple ways to do it. You could just say, here's the movie, here's what it's about, here's the trailer. He actually has his own, well, he, obviously, Movie Babble has its own personality. Nick has his own personality. And yeah. he writes, it, his personality comes out in his little descriptions for the upcoming month yeah. of horror. And if you didn't hear him when he was on the show, you can go into our archives. He's there, and then we'll ha- definitely have him back. Yes. Because um, that was a fun episode, too. Uh, like, here, here for an example. So, Friday the 13th, Don't Breathe 2. Yes, comes out. So, and I have not seen the first one. I want to. It's one of those ones where it's like, I just haven't found the time. I always have something else I want to watch instead. Okay, so, um, but apparently the first one's go- like really good. It was a surprise, if I'm not mistaken. It was a Sony release, and people horror and Sony have not really had a good relationship mm-hmm. over the last decade. Uh. Don't Breathe was one of those films that can be polarizing. I thought it was very good for a while, mm-hmm. and then it got a little too weird for me. Some horror fans think the exact opposite. It's just like, no, the whole cra- like the crazy stuff that goes down, and I don't want to spoil it because it is worth watching. Mm-hmm. You have to see Don't Breathe and see Don't Breathe too because it's twisted. Like okay. it's 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 pretty twisted. So premise. There's a blind man. Three people break into his house to try and steal his money. They don't know that he's like he's fully prepared to f them up. Uh, but it doesn't end there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do, should I read Nick's right little yeah, write up for it? Just yeah. so, you know, see, you know. Well, so August thirteenth. So he's 2016's "Don't Breathe" is absolutely gnarly. Okay. It doesn't get enough credit as being one of the best movie theater experiences of the last few years. It was also a massive success upon its release, resulting in a very quick sequel announcement. So it's a little odd that we are getting Don't Breathe 2 five years later. Maybe it was script-related. After all, Stephen Lang's blind character is now the hero of this movie. Um, Did they forget what happened in the first movie? Don't Breathe 2 screams too little too late, so you might want to wait till video on demand. Don't breathe too. It will be available in theaters on August thirteenth. So based on like that write up, um, maybe it's going to be focused more on the effects because I'm imagining there's. I didn't see the first one because he's blind. I'm sure there's a lot of things that just happen in the dark to try uh, and like immerse you into like a darkness. Yes, but it's it's a very well made film mm. in that respect like audibly i could see why nick said that was a big theater experience because i did not see the original don't breathe in theaters Mm. but i do wish i did uh after hearing that because yeah i can see that being pretty darn cool yes Mm. joe i I think you should see it you should see don't breathe i think i'm definitely gonna check that thing out because um let's see i mean i mean i mean it's Based on everything I've heard, I've heard it's worth watching. Yes. <clears throat> and then let's see. What do you see? What else is coming out this month? We got. Well, oh. We don't. I guess not to. 
I don't want to say spoils Nick's article. You go to redriverhard.com. It's there. But we were finally in front of this for a month. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know what? What the hell? What's, what's well, I'm not going to read all of them. I'm just going to, well, I'm just not going to read all of his write-ups, yeah. but I'll just say like what the movies are. Okay. Cause like there's one, the next one on the list I'm like kind of looking forward to is called Demonic. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ooh, and that has, uh, Neil Blomkamp. So he's, oh. uh, he's, uh, District 9, uh, Elysium and Chappie. Mm. So he's got a very unique eye and very unique style. Yeah. So that Question. has me, you know, going more of a horror route could be very interesting. Does Chappie die? I can't remember. Okay, I hope not. I, I didn't watch that movie because I didn't want him to die. I can't remember. He probably does. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Did you see District 9? I did. District 9. I mean, District 9 was a great film. I was about to say, I was like, some people who were like, oh, I didn't like it. It's like, watch that one again. Yeah. Oh, no. District 9 was good. District 9. Uh, I mean. I was not I was not expecting. When we watched it, I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Yeah. yeah pretty, pretty deep. Pretty deep movie. Mm-hmm. And then, of course. Dun, 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 dun. August 27th. Reborn, Candyman. How That's, pumped are you for that? I'm pumped. I was just whistling Philip Glass's uh, score. It's to August the- 27th, and <laughs> you know what? We're not going to watch the trailer on here. We've seen it. We've seen some chunks. I have at oh. least. And one of the best things that I'm most excited for about it is how it's you know a remake being done in a way where it's not the exact same thing, like a new revisioning, a modernizing of mm-hmm. Candyman. Yes. It it is the most uh, because you know you know Candyman is one of my favorite horror films of all time. Yeah. This is I am so excited because it's not a reboot, it's not a remake, it's it's not a revisioning. Like this I have no idea what this is technically is it a spiritual successor it's it's it takes place in the same world 20 mm. years later i'm 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 pumped man it's I'm something pumped. something clever yeah i mean it looks like it is i mean it looks like if there's ever a movie that's coming out with the same name as something that's like you know considered a classic horror movie this one definitely looks like it's going to be very unique yeah um and the only ones I could think of where I was just like, you know, that was maybe a little better than the original. Like, you you can go, like, really deep, like, The Thing, obviously. Oh, yeah, the 80s. John thing. Carpenter's yeah. The Thing is better than the, the original The Thing. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So, so do you think that that could happen? Are you, are you thinking that this might be a situation where... I don't because I... There's there's parts that are creepy in the original Candyman that can't be recreated. Yeah. You know? Yes. Other than Tony Todd, there's elements of those towers. Right. Like Cabrini Green, mm-hmm. the, the the project that was yeah. that stood there, yeah. Which I'm sure I think that's still going to be like a play on it now, but it's just not like I just don't know how you capture with like modern film technology and stuff, I don't know how you capture the grittiness of it all mm-hmm. and just how kind of like depressing it is to to live there. That's well put. It's it's that can't the original Candyman. What when we talked about the Purge before, right? Mm-hmm. 
The Purge is very condescending in its social commentary. It's very in-your-face. It beats you over the head. It's over-the-top. It's stereotypical. Like, for me, The Purge almost sometimes achieves the exact opposite of what it's trying to convey. Yeah, oh, yeah. Candyman is a real social commentary. There is real elements. There is real struggle. I think an honest depiction of of poverty. That, yes, like yes, poverty, and then like even even him as a, as a slave. Yep. Or yeah, he was a slave, right? But yeah, because yeah. well, he he had such good paintings. Yeah, and his his sin was that he. I can't remember if he married or if he got a white woman pregnant. And that was... Yeah, there, there's... Yeah, I can't remember. I thought she kind of like came on to him. They, they were... To, I mean, he yeah. loved... he His sin, yeah, yeah. sin, quotes, was loving a white woman. That's right. And then, you know, they chased him down, cop off, chop off his hand, all that shit, cover him in the honey, yada, yada, yada. Yes. Um, absolutely brutal. Yep. But yeah, it, it definitely captures things in a way where it's like he he didn't do anything wrong he was killed for no good reason and then also just the whole area where they're like doing like the searching and stuff like that is just bleak and mm-hmm. it's just sad um and that's an not, element that's going to be really really hard to capture yeah something about just like i don't know i don't i just don't know how to describe it other than it just that era just seems so much more bleak in my mind of like that late 80s early 90s like these buildings built in like the 50s that are just completely going to shit mm-hmm. yeah so it's no i mean and and the thing is with the original candy man it's crazy like I, I mentioned philip glass's score uh bernard rose's direction tony todd was so i mean that voice the his portrayal his just you didn't know at times whether to, to like obviously he's a bad person if he's killing people no yeah. question but it's it's tragic it's romantic i don't mean to sound weird but like he he's just well that whole be my victim and yeah and then and virginia madsen like i i just love, and actually i do highly recommend uh you see the um impact of that film Red River Horror had a very special 25th anniversary piece written by Stacey Lane Wilson, yeah. where she interviewed um, like Cassie Lemons, who was in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was Virginia Madsen's friend in college, yeah. and uh, Jeffrey Reddick, and I think Darren Scott was featured in that. Uh, just talking about it, that film's impact on them, like that. That was a real. I would say, if you wanted to do politics and and you know inequalities or inequities, and Candyman is hard to beat. For that it's it's going to be hard it really is but you know again with uh jordan peele behind it and mm-hmm. based on his his work in horror i mean you y- you expect it to be to be good and and nobody's doing it better than jordan peele right now yeah, right he's just he's just on it and you know maybe maybe you know everybody misses at some point but i just don't see this one being a miss no i, I could I see agree. some people being angry about it like I don't know if there's anybody who'd be like, oh, like how, how dare they? And it's like, Candyman wasn't that big enough. It wasn't. To be like, when Rob Zombie did Halloween, that got some good backlash. Right. And some but, people absolutely loathe it. Like, they, you know, the thought of that film to them, it's just, just dead in their minds. Yeah. You know, I've met a few of them. 
Um, so like that's that's one where you could see it's like do you Halloween. Th- you're saying, yeah. Oh, okay. Do you yeah, think yeah. like you know in this Rob sense, zombies. do you think it's going to be like you know whereas Rob Zombie's Halloween could this be like Jordan Peele's Candyman? Is he going to put his his spin on it? Where like you know how his character, the way his character's dialogue is, like I don't know. I mean, I think he's just one of the producers. Nia DaCosta is the um, yeah. the director. I I I don't. I, so he might I, not I have agree. as much of a footprint on there. It's like he might be the money. Either way, he, 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 it's gonna yeah. be. It, I but I he's got some cool stuff coming out soon too. I have high hopes. Yeah. I I'm I'm very excited. No, you, you what you were saying though is right. Candyman was never. For me, it was never appreciated as good as the film is. No. I thought it was never. It was out of print when uh, when Stacy had written that 25th anniversary piece. Because you know me, I'm mm. a huge Tony Todd fan uh, and Candyman fan. When that piece was written, the film was out of print. Since then, you know, I think it's Arrow releasing has now the artwork, and yeah. they re-released it, and it's 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 available in time for the new Candyman to come out right. in a few weeks. But that movie, to me, should have received way more, way much more love. Absolutely. I mean, the character does in the horror world, but like, you know, you you know, if you're not into horror movies, you know, Freddy's claw, you know, Jason's masks, you you know, you know, Michael Myers mask. Sure. But you don't know like Candyman's hook. Right. So, I mean, you would think it's something else. Yeah. So, I, I mean... Uh, I'm I'm excited and and I will be. I'm just telling you right now. I don't care what you or my wife or anyone says. You can join me or not. I'm going to the theater to see Candyman. <laughs> He's going to the theaters. He's going yeah. to the theaters. You know what? Someone should give us money for the remake. What? Wishmaster. Think we could do a good job? I think so. Yeah. I think that. I think that one. So Wishmaster came out in like late '97. Tony so, Todd's in that too, by the way. He is. <laughs> kind of. Not not the best time for a movie like that. No, because the supernatural it has the uh, elements of like a Candyman or a Freddy, where there's like a supernatural element to mm-hmm. it, and, and that came out right at the time of the revival of the slasher, right, like the late nineties, which was like Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. Like you know, the slasher made a comeback, and that whole supernatural element was gone. So maybe that's why that one doesn't get as much love. It, it could be, and I think to be perfectly honest, Scream was so damn good. Yeah. I but and this is going to be a controversial statement, but I always believed it. Uh, obviously, Wes Craven is one of the greats. There's, there's. Well, yeah. Th- there's no. You cannot deny how great Wes Craven is. Yeah. But it's not like he had. It's not like all of his stuff is great. No. And that and that's I think you and I talked about this with John Carpenter before. There there's some misses for sure. This West Craven's They is one of the worst things I've ever watched. I've never been able to finish it. Oh wow. I fell asleep in theaters and I fell asleep at home. That's why I never watched it. You just you just said steer clear, so I oh, actually God, it was did. Awful. It yeah. was awful. And one movie which I think we gotta do this, especially for the YouTube as we get mm-hmm. that crank and one movie we have to watch again was my soul to take. Yeah. We have to watch that because we literally saw it in theaters and we were pissed off. Everybody with us was pissed off at the same thing. It was that 3D revival. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they just made that movie 3D. We all paid a ton of money to see it. We were so excited. It yeah. was Wes Craven and it was freaking for bad. no reason. Yeah. Oh, so brutal. An- so anyway, the, uh, Wes Craven, I believe, did Wishmaster. Mm-hmm. 
it's definitely 90s. It's it's goofy. It's a little over the top. Uh, a lot of horror legends in it. Let's see. What was it? So he's the producer on it. Okay. So, so, you know, the money man. Okay. I was going to say it's a little it's a little over the top, but the guy, what's his name? Andrew Divoff, D-I-V-O-F-F? Yep. He's really good. Mm-hmm. And with, with the Wishmaster looks really creepy. The gin. And guess, yeah. And guess who's the narrator in that movie? Ooh, narrator. Yeah, there's a, par- a couple parts with uh, some narration. Okay. No, I don't know. Angus Scrim. Oh. So you got Tony Todd in there, Kane Hodder, Robert England. Yep. Angus Scrim's got a, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff in there. Ooh, that might be a good future episode. Yeah. So like anybody, if you don't know what, um, what Wishmaster is, you know, we said it's a gin, basically like a genie, you know, monkey's paw type of thing where it's like you make the wish and then you're not going to really get what you want. Right. You know, like the monkey's paw where it's like you make the wish, but something bad also happened, like an equally bad thing. Yes. Happened. Yes. That's the wish. The wish. So master. It works like that. And I think in a modern take, get really, really, really clever with it. Well, maybe we should maybe we should uh, have our good friend Jeff reach out to uh, Jordan <laughs> Peele next because yeah, his right. monkey paw productions is his, that's, yeah, that's his production exactly company. It. That's so exactly it. He should finance our remake of Wishmaster. Yeah. Let's well, uh, start writing. There you go. All right, I'm in. I'm in for the remake. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I got to tell you this. That's the thing that's all I've got for this week. Yeah. Anything else? But yeah, we're call, calling, it, calling it a day. It was a little shorter, but that's because just how excited we are for next week. Yep. So, of course, send us your beer and movie so we can beer and a movie suggestions and we can start yes. like, piecing together little lists of beer and horror. We might... Well, might- Yes. You know? I like that. I like that. It's not going to infiltrate this year's Red October, the the revamp, but it will be it's the, it, will, it will be a thing. We should the, Absolutely. With the website with the podcast. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. I think I think that's the way to go. And if you couldn't tell, Joe, I'm all hopped up on pumpkin coffee right now. Me too. I'm just going to sign off and probably put on a horror movie. I'm Eddie Kayazo. You can find Red River Horror on Twitter at Red River Horror on Instagram at Red River Horror. You can reach out to Joe and I, Red River Horror at gmail.com. I'll let you take it away, man. I'm oh, going to drink course. some more pumpkin coffee. You can find me at Red River Joe on the Twitter. Otherwise, you know what to do and keep traveling those channels of fear.